Artists lost and found. Artists creating through centuries against all odds. Artists Lost and Found is a podcast created for and by artists. Bringing you legends, tales of wisdom from our artist ancestors, the ancients. And you'll hear stories and interviews with the modern working artists of today. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Barbara Gregson, a working theater artist, author, and director, and one of the producers of this podcast, Our Artists Lost and Found, along with uh, Gregson Theater and Friends and musician, composer, and sound engineer, Eric Porter. Artists Lost and Found is created and recorded at our studio in beautiful Shenango County, New York. And here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 6, Part 4 of Till Eulenspiegel Returns, Till's Final Test. If you haven't listened to previous episodes of Till Eulenspiegel Returns, please do. You can go to our website, www.artistslostandfound.com, where you can listen to Episodes 3, 4, and 5 and learn all about his years, Till Eulenspiegel's years as a jester during the Middle Ages in Germany. And now here we go. Joachim went to the Duke one day, several days later, meeting him in his study and told him his plan. Could they have a contest with several other jesters and Till? With an award, sire, at your discretion, of course, as to the amount. And it will be a contest between the smartest jesters in the land. And they must solve a riddle, which you may choose, sire. Now, the Duke loved riddles. And contests as well as parties. So he happily agreed and sent out several messengers to invite jesters from the lowlands to stay in the castle and compete for the grand prize of 20 gold coins. 20 gold coins would have been a huge sum for those days. One could live in inns, buy food, and even a new cart easily with that amount. So, Joachim worked with Till for several months before to prepare him, giving him riddles every day to solve. For example, math problems. 
which philosopher said what? When was the battle of so-and-so fought? Why is the sky blue? And so on and so on. Several days before the contest was to take place, only two other jesters made it. Due to the famine for the last three years, many of the traveling players and entertainers had died. The two jesters that came were Hans from Hamburg, tall and thin as a reed, and Klaus from Hanover, the complete opposite, short, round, and bald. They arrived at the castle gates, then were brought to the doors by the guards and welcomed by Joachim Mintel. While they were eating a huge meal in the dining hall, they were besieged with questions of what the world was like out there. Things were getting better, they said, as they gulped down the beer and reached for another sausage. This being 1318, the third year of the famine, crops were beginning to grow again. They saw some livestock in the fields, they said, as they were traveling here. So, after their meal, in exchange for their room and board, they were asked to provide the Duke and his guests with entertainment. Hans from Hamburg stood up in front of the crowded dining hall, took his recorder out and played and sang a beautiful love song, then proceeded to tell a love story of unrequited love, leaving not a dry eye in the house. Then, after much applause, and the ladies and men wiping away their tears, Klaus from Hanover jumped up and proceeded to do ten flips in a row from a standing position all around the room. Then, as he landed at the Duke's table, he proceeded to juggle three red shiny apples that had miraculously appeared. There was much laughter and applause. And of course, Till was naturally enthralled with these two fine gestures and thought as he went to bed that night, I don't know how I will ever, ever beat them and win the prize. The day of the contest arrived. Again, guests assembled in the great hall, sitting on benches and chairs, facing the Duke, who sat up on a platform with several other members of his court to judge the competition. Joachim would have been a judge, but excused himself as he would have been partial to Till, of course. So he sat in the audience next to Till and the two other jesters in the front row. The Duke stood and welcomed everyone. Then he said, Whoever answers this riddle correctly will... Leave here with 20 gold coins and a cart and draft horse to pull it. The crowd gasped. This was a huge prize. They knew he was going to give them 20 gold coins, but now also a cart and a draft horse to pull it? Now for the riddle. Please come up here, Klaus, to the front and face your audience. Klaus stood up, went to the front, took out his recorder, ready to play a note. The prize will go to any of you three who can make the greatest wish. And you must tell us right now. 
You may answer, Klaus. And then the Duke sat down. Klaus played a few notes on his recorder before he spoke, as he always did. Plus, it gave him a chance to think. He stopped and said, I wish the heaven above us were nothing but paper and the sea nothing but ink, so that I could write the figures of how much money should be mine. Oh, everyone in the Great Hall thought that was a brilliant answer. And some even applauded and made comments. Very good, very good. The Duke said, fine, now you may sit down. Now Hans from Hanover, you may come forward. Hans jumped up, did a forward flip up to the platform and faced the crowd to much laughter, of course. And the Duke said, you may give us your answer. What is your greatest wish? He said. And Hans said, I want as many towers and castles as there are stars in heaven so that I might keep all of the money that my fellow jesters here would have. People laughed and nodded. <laughs> the judges next to the Duke all thinking this was an excellent wish. Hmm, then the Duke said, Thank you, you may return to your seat. Which he did with a bow and a few easy flips. The Duke now introduced Hill, our young but wise jester, apprentice to Joachim the Great. Now what do you wish, Till? Till turned and faced his audience and gestured. I would want the two here to make out their wills leaving their money to me. And you, your majesty, would order them to the gallows right after. <gasps> the Duke and all of the court and all of the judges agreed till it won the contest. The very next day, Till left with the two other gestures, giving them a ride with his new cart, drawn by the sturdy draft he waved goodbye to the crowds after hugging Joachim and Greta and Gunther and saying he would be back in a year to tell you lots of stories and adventures. And thank you, everyone. And goodbye. Thank you for listening. Once again, you can please go to our website, artistslostandfound.com, and our Facebook page, and listen to any of the older episodes or new episodes, as well as please leave us comments and anything you'd like to tell us or any stories that you might have that we would be interested in producing. Also, we want to thank the Shenango Arts Council of Norwich, New York, our sponsor. 
And this Shenango Arts Council has some wonderful new support and work opportunities for artists if you become a member. So please go to their website, shenangoarts.org, and call 607-336-2787 and ask to speak to the executive director, Alicia O'Neill. Once again, Artists Lost and Found was produced in our Shenango County studio. Music composed and played and recorded by Eric Porter. PR and marketing by Shauna Stevenson. And I am your host, Barbara Gregson, saying goodbye for now, everyone, and see you at Episode 7 of Till Eulenspiegel Returns, Till's Final Years.